Prologue. On the 28th of August, 2000, I took a writing pad and pencil and walked to a local spot overlooking the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Devon, England. I sat myself on a wooden bench, alone with my thoughts. As I was scribbling down some thoughts in a journal, I heard a commotion and looked up to see a family of four walking along a cliff path. The mother was holding a baby and gazing out to sea while the father shouted at his son, a toddler who was lagging behind. The father abruptly marched down the slope and punched the child in the head. As I stared, wide-eyed and open-mouthed, the father kicked the boy so hard he flew right up in the air. The mother did nothing. She didn't even glance toward what was happening. My pad and pencil fell to the ground as I ran toward the stone wall separating me from them. I shouted to draw the man's attention away from the child. Stop it! Stop it, you bastard! Upon hearing me, the father flung his arms into the air. You don't know what he's like, he shouted. I screamed back, leave him alone, he's just a small boy, and he will hate you. He will hate you. The family began to walk away as I ran down the hill to tell them more. By the time I finally got there, they were nowhere to be seen. I sobbed in anger and defeat that I couldn't follow them, get their address, and report them to the police. Instead, I walked home and wrote the date and the incident in my notepad. I also wrote that tomorrow I would tell the world a secret I'd been harboring for some time. This book reveals that secret, and the ways fate intervened to make it a story far bigger than my own, and one that would point me in the direction of my calling. From then on, I would strive to expose the dark, secret world of child abuse, physical, sexual, and emotional. A world I knew far too well. Chapter 1. Welcome to the World My mother met my father at a dance hall in Lozelles, Birmingham, England, in 1956. Ruby was just 17 years old, and Harold, 28, a good-looking man of Irish descent with twinkling blue eyes and a head of thick, black, curly hair. His irresistible smile and pencil-line mustache emulated those of Ruby's heartthrob, Errol Flynn. She immediately fell for Harold's charm and wit. Ruby was a dark-haired, brown-eyed, petite woman who loved to laugh and flirt. Her goal in life was to meet a man rich enough to look after and pamper her. But such men were few and far between, so in her irrepressible lust, she had to make do with Harold. That first evening, Harold bought a few rounds of stout, followed by a fish-and-chip supper, which automatically entitled him to an obligatory quickie back at his bachelor's hovel in the bedsit land of Erdington, a place full of drifters, where no one knew your name or remembered your face. A few months later, after a succession of similar quickies, Ruby fell pregnant, and Harold magically disappeared into the night. Or, as Mother often told us, your bastard dad boogered off to London and left me in a bloody mother and baby home. This was how Mother gave birth to John, her first accident, as she liked to call all her children. By the time John was two years old, Father had returned and married Mother. Quickly knocked up again, Mother produced her second accident, a daughter she named Anne. 
The family of four moved into my grandfather's small, two-up, two-down terraced, back-to-back house in Hansworth. Four months after Anne's birth, mother found herself pregnant with her third and worst accident yet, me. I was born on the 23rd of June, 1960, during a Midsummer's Eve thunderstorm. Mother resented me even while I was still in the womb, because, as she constantly reminded me and told everybody else, I lay on her spine for the entire pregnancy. I crippled her, she said, by causing her severe sciatica. Although the doctors tried several times to reposition me in utero, I always returned to lying on her spine. It was one of her favorite stories. One afternoon, when I was very young and out shopping with mother, an old woman stooped down to my level and told me how pretty I was. She almost killed me, my mother told the woman. She caused me more agony than I can describe.